Hello everyone and welcome back to I Couldn't Be a YouTuber so I decided to make a podcast instead. If I'm not mistaken, we've actually reached, yeah, we've reached episode 25. Um, you guys are, are quite in store. Um, I know I just started, um, you know, the Korean series. I didn't really do an introduction to Korean um, web novels per se, but we've definitely entered, um, we've unlocked that treasure chest. We've hit that milestone. Um, so yeah, um, there are a couple of blasphemous stuff I'm going to be talking about, um, but this is... We're going to be exploring an old niche, right? So episode 25 of I Couldn't Be YouTuber, so I decided to make a podcast instead. We're going to be going over a mainstream novel called The Legendary Mechanic. This is actually one of the few novels I do still quite remember clearly. Um, I remember this more clearly than Otherworldly Evil Monarch. Um, I Shall Seal the Heavens, Battle Through the Heavens, Magic Chef of Ice and Fire. I read those a long time ago, but I don't really remember the plot too much. The Legendary Mechanic was probably one of the first raws that I ever read. Um, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I never really discovered the whole field of machine translation. I was a raw reader, you know, I'm just like a very much individual. So for those who are interested, I'm just going to quickly like thing. I, I, I've given various metaphors. I've described um, like um, the various ranks um, of um, web novel reading as being like a pit, like a giant, like, you know, um, a borehole, right, you know, maybe like the various levels of the depths of the ocean, um, right, because whereas anime is considered mainstream nowadays, I guess, it's kind of weird to think about because, you know, back in the day, it used to be like very underground, it used to be very hidden in like, you know, especially in like other like secret societies and like, you know, it was just, it's just looked down upon, right? Now web novels have really seen the light and nowadays manga readers are very much, you know, the underground movement, you know, the, the, the kids kind of living in the basement or the shadow of, you know, uh, of anime, right? Because they're like, you know, ma manga's starting to become more popular. We're seeing that with webtoons and whatnot. Um, I I'm actually, oh, I'm not too sure on, um, I'm not too sure on like what what the state of um, manga readers are because I don't really have a good assessment. But um, yeah, a lot of people, it's easy to get into anime. Manga's a little bit more difficult than you have the light novels. Um, and then you kind of really get to web novels, right? You know, you have web fictions, you know, fan fictions. Um, it's kind of hard to say, right? Like, you know, um, you know, kind of living in the basement or like the shadow of like, of even like manga readers and whatnot. We're kind of like, um, um, you know, like, uh, okay, sorry. The, um, the, the stuff I've ri written down made a lot more sense in my head than, you know, saying it out loud. But yeah, it's just very unique. So one of the niche genres is definitely VR MMO. Still very huge, right? Earth Earth Online, uh, Only Sense Online, um, you know, very much combining a lot of the ideas of Isekai and um, video games, right? You still have, uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the older franchises like Death March, um, no game, no life, because you know those were the various um, works of anime and manga that that I would read. Um, there's a lot of other titles, but you know a lot of my bookmarks and libraries kind of like disappeared. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be going through the VR MMO genre. Um, sorry, uh, I have to wear a mask um, due to my location, so um, the audio might get a little bit muffled now. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of um, Korean titles in the VR MMO sphere, like ARK, right? Legendary Moonlight Sculptor, you know, abbreviated to LMS. 
Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm almost obligated to mention some of these older titles like Emperor of Solo Play, um, One Man Army, but you know, um, that was translated by Asian Hobbyist. VR MMOs was, was my genre uh, for a time, lit RPGs. Um, during the period of, of when I was leaving the Wuxia sphere, right? So VR MMOs w was my second main genre, and then I kind of moved on to other stuff like empire building and romance. I definitely, you know, explored. I never really got into Overgeared. There was a lot of really good English web fictions as well, you know, Break the World, Getting Hard, um, Digital Haven, and, you know, a lot of classic fiction as well, right? Um, ones like, you know, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein is technically, you know, within that VR MMO sphere. Nowadays, we call it, you know, the metaverse with Facebook and whatnot. But VR MMO video games was um, very much a very well-explored genre, very, very huge template. You know, Wild Fire Mage, um, Volaire Novel had some very good ones. Uh, well, actually, two in particular, God Ranked Hero. Um, you can do a lot with it. You can, you know, have elves. You can have, like, anything like Tolkien-esque high fantasy to, like, Dungeons and Dragons systems, right? Nerds and Dungeonia. That's what a lot of our, where a lot of RP, lit RPG genre kind of comes in. Um, gamers in the Underworld. Um, we'll we'll talk about a lot about these. I found a planet. Um, let me game peacefully. So you had a lot some of the Wuxia elements. Um, we'll go through the various genres like the thief genre, um, the mages genre, which was I read both. I was much more a mage person and magic person than you know thief and rogue. Um, but they're very unique, right? I definitely could have covered some of the more popular ones like reincarnation of a sword guard ROSSG or rebirth of the thief who roamed the world ROTW. Um, T something, right? It's on Wuxia World. Um, even like there's a thief novel called Show Me the Money on Volaire. There's there's a couple VR MMOs and video games actually also took a lot of other perspectives. Um, a lot of romance and um, BL made its way. Um, Esports was much more the BL route, whereas, you know, romance, there was a decent amount of like video games because, you know, you had various events, right? You know, um, brushing my face with the, um, the, the boss like for 365 days was a really interesting. BL and romance um, style one, right? Um, so, um, so yeah, let's 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 get into it, right? So I mentioned a lot of titles. Um, I do probably will go over Legendary Moonlight Sculptor because it's so famous. Um, but yeah, so let's start off with the legendary mechanic. Let me pull up the summary here. A legendary mechanic. <sighs> okay. So the legendary mechanic has a main character named uh, Han Xiao. Um, uh, uh, as I said before, I'm kind of recreating the pinging, um, like um, of what I think it is. Um, very, very highly rated. Um, yeah. Oh wow, it's a lit RPG. Okay. So our main character definitely wakes up in a video game, right? So it, it's very much a second chance do-over novel. There are certain events that are happening, you know, like Emperor of Solo playing one-man army, and he's slowly trying to capitalize on this. Um, VR MMOs take a lot of forms. Some of them are system-based, some of them are event-based. What if there's like ones like Night Ranger or whatnot? There's even the music ones. The music ones I always find, music systems are always very, very unique, um, right? Um, what was it with Link or whatever? But yeah, so the Legendary Moonlight Sculptor, um, very much NPC based, right? So there are a lot of NPC interactions and events, right? Um, so this this VR MMO world that you know a lot of people take for granted as you know a place for escape, where you know you kind of 
there, you know, there's not a strong sense of consequence very much like GTA V, um, you know, just the Grand Theft Auto series in general, like, you know, with San Andreas and Los Angeles. Um, um, the legendary mechanic um, is based on a lot of engineering um, superpowers and principles. So, you know, something like, you know, very tech heavy based, a little bit of, of machine um, fantasy. So um, it's definitely checking off a lot of boxes of Mecha. Um, what was the Mecha one that was really popular? Oh, it was the live streaming one. That, that one was kind of met a lot of nationalism and construction. But yeah, so you'll see the various tropes of blueprints, attaining points, experience levels, right? Um, and the way that they use real-life players, right? Because the, the way that a lot of these um, VRMMO web novels operate is either, you know, more slice-of-life in cooking or hidden information, right? Gamers of the Underworld did a really good job at this. Um, there was another one, right, where, where you know, a player is acting as an NPC, right? You know, they're very special statuses, even like Rebirth of uh, the Thief Who Roamed the World. You know, there's, you know, organizations, right? Um, or what was it? You know, Royal Rotor on my own or One Man Army where you just have organizations, you know, running these various in-game events, right? You know, there's always this sense of, you know, various monopolies and businesses engaging in the video game, you see that trend with a lot of urban life video game VR MMOs, right? Rebirth of Thief Who Roamed the World. Um, in a little bit of like streaming culture really makes its way into it with um, One Man Army and Legendary Moonlight Sculptor. But the legendary mechanic takes perspective of a main character who is in this video game world and takes it as his own, right? Like this, this world is his, um, although he has a lot of knowledge of how these other worlders work, right? Because usually when there's um, video games, they always explain the players and the main characters as, or, or just the players in a video game as other worlders, right? You know, they, they have their own system of logic and morals, right? Like to a lot of NPCs, it's very inexplicable why someone would help them without a reward because, you know, they receive a system reward. And obviously, you know, it takes some adjustment. Now, the video game world in and of itself is is very unique, um, various struggles. I really like to compare this world in particular to um, Star Ranked Hunter um, because... Uh, why am I peeking the microphone so much? I keep hearing a lot of like uh, feedback. I, I don't think I'm breathing directly into the microphone. But yeah, the legendary Moonlight Sculptor um, takes a lot of the best parts of lit RPG of leveling, um, of of building these various crafts and mecha. Um, is it bingeable? I would say it's pretty pretty easy to binge because there's a lot of exciting events that happens. Um, there's some deification later on. Um, various um, aspects of Wuxia really makes its way into it as as it's you know very pervasive throughout a lot of like um, magical fantasy and urban fiction. Some other really great ones would be stuff like Black Card, you know, the Card Apprentice Super Gene. Um, you know, even I want to play games quietly. So a lot of those cultivation um, ideas, you know mesh really well with lit RPGs, right? Lit RPGs, most people know, you know, Shovel and Spades and really Randility Ghost Hound, as I've, I've mentioned many times in the past, um, is more associated with Western styles, right? Dungeons and Dragon, Gary Gygax, um, Generation Fellows. Um, but yeah, the legendary moon, um, the legend, sorry, not, not the legendary moonlight sculptor, the legendary mechanic um, is just a, one of the more popular and really well written web novels at, 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 
at its time, right? Even compared to the ones like, you know, the strongest gamer, um, there's a couple of female MCs, right? You know, assassin MCs, um, otherworldly evil monarch, I guess would be a pretty good comparison as well. What was the other one I was thinking of off the top of my head? It just holds up really well. There's a couple of not so good ones involving mages and you know um, various plant um, cultivation ones that I, I don't recall off the top of my head um, having to do with gods. But this is probably one of the more well-written ones, right? Um, predecessors would be Legendary Moonlight Sculptor, um, which has taken a tone of its own in Ark. I don't remember too much about Ark, so you know that might be a good reread. Some other ones I want to do in the future is what like Goblin Kingdom, you know, Goblin Teeth, which was English web fiction. Um, Goblin Kingdom's amazing, by the way. I really like Goblin Kingdom, um, Magical Industrial Empire, and you know, Sword of Daybreak, you know, World of Deities. Um, somehow package all those together. Um, but that's gonna be interesting. But yeah, the legendary mechanic was one of the ones that really hit a high note. Um, very similar to um, Library of Heaven's Path in that it really set a standard for what a lot of VR MMO video game web novels should be. Because like the one where it's like, you know, uh, the the ring um, that allows you to like transport um, materials from the video game world to the real world um, and, you know, the very streaming system video novels aren't like, I think, what was it, like, the broadcast system or whatever, uh, the, the live stream system, um, it's interesting, I will say, but it just, the plot just doesn't hit as, as well as, you know, this particular web novel in general, um, I think it's because there's just a good sense of balance in the various journeys and patches, right? You know, there there's a start and end to various plots, right? Um, you know, collecting various main characters, meeting new characters, right? And then continuing them. Um, you know, as I was reading the Raws very much with Reverend Insanity, Human Emperor, Battle Through the Heavens, um, a lot of that novelty wears off. I think somewhere around, you know, chapter 800 and 1000, it really starts to get really tiring to read. Um... Just because, you know, a lot of the space stuff and the civilization stuff, they, they kind of all feel a little bit samey. But I will say the battle scenes are definitely very well written. There's always very unique um, um, battles. That there, it, there's always that sense of tension. I always really liked, um, you know, Library of Heaven's Path, I Shall See the Heavens, Battle Through the Heavens, um, battle sequences, because they always felt really realistic. Um, I, I'm, um, for those who ask, who are curious, I... Am very much a fan of Solan, Tolutal uh, one and two, and I, I I felt like three and four meh. I, I haven't actually read the fifth Solan by the way, so um, I, I am missing a little bit on more of that mainstream culture. But yeah, Legendary Moon, Moonlight Sculptor is definitely very unique because um, it's very artifact based and very like mechanical machine based. So you know. Obviously, our main character is not all-powerful, so a lot of the events surrounding the main character um, is slowly trying to build his own forces, you know, leveraging the various players, um, and I think he has access to the forum boards, which, makes, which is very interesting. Um, anytime you have access to the forums, it's just a very, very powerful tool that you'll find in VR MMOs. Okay, let me refer back to my notes, because um, I'm kind of forgetting what I was going to say here. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, so it's just, just a lot of meta stuff. Um, yeah, no, but it's definitely very heavy on engineering and mechanics. Um, you know, there's always this very sense of urgency and rarity around certain skills, whether it's deconstruction, whether it's finding blueprints, right? You, you'll see the various same tropes with potions and medicines, right? Um, 
it's very different for Wuxia because Wuxia you kind of have to craft and there's a lot of experimentation. Whereas for VR MMOs, all of that is pretty much laid out. Although, you know, the writer still has to write all these details in. Um, but it's definitely fun to see like these various um, character events and these various secret organizations um, like the one you might see in Star Rank Tunner. Um, this one, there are various like evil organizations, various plots, right? You have, you know, the mainline plots, right? So VR MMO, there's like, you know, an overarching plot. I think in Break the World, that was a really, that was a really fun um, thing they explored. Break the World only made it to like 40 chapters, but it had such an interesting premise of, of, a video, a dying video game being completely destroyed, and then it took on like this arc, um, and um, Ready Player One style, um, IMI, um, conflict, right? It, it's really cool. Um, Karn Online Second Chances did a really fun job with it as well. I think Bre Break the World, Karn Online, and Ready Player One are all one style of um, VR MMO. Legendary Moon Moonlight, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, the legendary mechanic. Um, is definitely much more mecha-based, um, definitely very formulaic, but as a mainstream novel, it does its job as being like a good benchmark for what a VR MMO novel is. It's definitely one that, that will last you for quite a while. Um, I think it took me a couple months before, you know, I started to kind of lose track and like put it at the back of my mind. Um, I made it to the space arc, um, where... Oh, I don't want to give away too much, but he kind of becomes like a really big powerhouse as they all do, you know, with OP novels and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, having the various characters, um, the various romantic relationships are always fun. I don't want to spoil too much because, you know, I feel like a lot of these characters should be for you to explore and read rather than have me explain it to you. Um, um, but there are definitely some very interesting characters, very interesting tropes that you'll see in regular fantasy um, make its way into um, uh, the legendary mechanic. I still remember a lot of the organizations that our main character or protagonist, Han Xiao, um, develops. Um, his various um, interactions with the gaming community is always very enjoyable to see our main character, you know, get the better of or, like, you know, plan out these these various events to power himself up, and then just the way that the world kind of revolves around the main character. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is mainstream. It, it doesn't get too much at like you know very unique plot, but I don't think it. I don't think that's one of its strengths. I think its strength is just that it's a very good story, um, and just has a lot of interesting directions. I mean, logically, it's to me to me it's very logically consistent. Um, there are always going to be various stronger and stronger enemies, um, as well as the player base slowly and slowly getting stronger. But this is not a PvP um, VR MMO web novel where it's player versus player, right? Um, it's very much PvE where it's player versus everyone, right? So not he is staying ahead of the player curve, although he has to work hard for it, right? As you see in uh, Rebirth of the um, Reincarnation of the Strongest Sword God and Rebirth of the um, Rebirth of the Thief Who Roamed the World is very much you know player versus player interaction. Show me the money. Um, has a lot of that comedy aspects. Peerless White Emperor. Whereas um, VR MMO novels like One Man Army, well actually even One Man Army is still very P PvP and Emperor Solo plays very PvP and Urban Life. But stuff like Reincarnation of the Strongest Sword God, where all of it's placed in the VR MMO, what um, the strongest player or whatnot. It was like the Great Wall, I think was the the machine translation. Um, you know, Wildfire Mage. No, Wildfire Mage was still PvP. Um, yeah, the legendary mechanic is very much where, um, you're competing with other VR MMO and NPC forces.
What was the one I was thinking of? Oh yeah, Legendary Moonlight Sculptor had some really fun stuff with like mysticism and luck and journeys and like hidden treasures, right? Um, each genre definitely has its own style, right? Um, thief and rogue VR MMOs are very much involved around treasure chests and roguelike quests, right? As well as, you know, the side quests, um, the side professions always bringing its own aspect as well, right? Like um, Peerless White Emperor, various side quests will reveal special journeys um, and, and revealing hidden classes. Um, I don't think our main character, our main character pretty much has one specific skill set and then kind of like improves on it, which is the engineering mechanic, um, very much uh, um, a one versus all. So his weakness, our main character's weakness is definitely his strength because he's a mechanic. He's going to be much more like engineering based, um, very much like, you know, the TF2 engineer where he has strong structures and buildings. And then he kind of leverages all these robots in very, very unique ways to infiltrate bases, um, achieve um, plot goals, right, um, participate in the main plot, and then this operates based on um, percentage plots rather than completion, right? Whereas Legendary Moonlight Sculptor, you'll have various completion quests where each quest will impact the gaming world. Um, this one is that there are certain events in the gaming world, and the more of it that you particip participate or complete in, the more rewards that you receive from that. And, and it really takes a tone of, you know, how the main character powers up, earn merits, and, you know, spends um, his XP on abilities and improving that. Um, as you might see with, you know, World of Warcraft or League of Legends um, characters. Um, so, yeah, um, what was it, what was really cool about the legendary mechanic in particular for me? Um... I think the enemies are definitely really cool. As I said before, there is that level of power-ups, right? As the main character slowly gets more and more involved in the plot in mainline events, um, he will journey through um, the various um, strengths of characters. Um, and um, I think there's like a decent spacing um, of, of his power-up levels. I think it's almost like every 200 or 300 chapters, right? You know, the, there are various gaming patches. You see certain arcs where there are players and certain arcs where it's just him alone because, you know, the game is being patched. Um, arc definitely had a very similar feel to it. This is definitely um, during the time of, you know, Ready Player One where it was like, you know, just, just this whole idea of VR, VR gaming was coming into effect, right? Gaming capsules, right? Um, the idea that you can make a living in gaming, which is kind of interesting with, you know, blockchain because we are slowly heading toward that era, right? With streaming. Um, streaming was, you know, even pretty popular in like Legendary Moonlight Sculptor and you're seeing, seeing the various influences of that. Um, yeah, no, but the Legendary Mechanic um, streaming is not as big an aspect as you will see compared to some of the other VR MMOs out there. Um, but yeah, it definitely takes all the best parts of fantasy um, um, with gods and religious organizations um, from Wuxia and other um, web novels and it incorporates incorporates it into you know just a very unique and intelligent main character obviously it's a male main character um but uh for me it was just really fun very kick-ass um very popcorn um sorry i'm looking through the reviews here and definitely one that you know if you want to check out um you know he creates i think an, a black star organization sorry I, i'm just remembering the the pronouns now um Wow, a lot of people read this in high school. Um, I remember reading that um, way, way back when. Um, but this is 
definitely i don't know if this is one i would reread per se but for a first time read if you're just looking for something to read this is definitely um i'd say lies within the top 10 percent of the vrmmo web novels obviously i've read a lot um i would say this would be in my top 20 um vrmmo web novels not that there are that many amazing ones out there but there are definitely some really good ones um this has been very popular for quite some time and you know it's only you know recently been translated i think ever since 2017 um because you know that's when the web novel site you know came to being um but i think um it was written on Shidian, like you know the original chinese publishing site maybe back in like the 2010s so so it, it holds up quite well at least for now when, when i'm reviewing this um but that's about as much as i have to say for the vr mmo genre um I, I, I feel like I'm very repetitive and I've repeated a lot of things. Um, and, and, you know, the main thing is I've just recommended this. Um, um, yeah, I, I've like pulled upon various other um, web novels, but definitely a really fun one to read. Um, if you really like interstellar, um, if you really like interstellar style, um, you know, space faring um, web novels, it will it will get into its various genres. Um, it's kind of funny how 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 close it is to you know the godly prodigal um, and even a little bit of the silly alchemist at times, but we have a very intelligent main character, um, and you know the plot is just very engaging. At least for me, it was definitely very engaging. Um, um, yeah. Uh, do I have anything more to say on this? I don't think so. Um, yeah. So slowly finding my footing with um podcasting. Um. Yeah, there's a couple things I wanted to mention with podcasting, like, you know, with, like, you know, comparisons with, like, Tim Liu and, like, the Crunchyroll Extra. Um, Web Novel even did their own um, introduction. I don't think they did a fully in-depth one, you know, with spoilers. Um, I try to keep, you know, a lot of the spoiler stuff out of it. There are characters I, I can talk about. Like, I, I will recognize the names. Um... And I roughly know the plot up to, I think, you know, chapter 1,200 to 1,800, um, the various space, uh, space plots, the various civilizations. Um, but for the most part, I think, I think the first 800 chapters are located on planet. Um, and then, like, past chapter 800, you get to a lot of um, solar system and planetary stuff. Um, so, yeah, a lot of being able to... Um, you know, have that snowball where he's involved in more intergalactic affairs. Um, so definitely a fun read. Um, I don't want to drag this on too long. Um, but yeah, um, that's about it for I Couldn't Be YouTuber, so I decided to make a podcast instead, episode 25, um, where we covered, you know, the legendary Moonlights. Uh, sorry, not the legendary Moonlights, the legendary mechanic uh, with uh, Han Xiao. Um it could be like Han Xiao, right? Like, um, you know, like the Xiao Jianghu is like, you know, laughing loudly um, could be like the meaning. Um, I haven't really looked too much into the Chinese characters for the main character. But yeah, so so that that that's pretty much I'm I'm just wrapping up, you know, this episode and we'll stop here.